Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, my friends? Nick Carlisle here. I'm stoked to be back with you. Why am I stoked, you may ask, or maybe you didn't, and I'm going to tell you anyways. (laughs) Because I love doing this. I love being able to teach things. I feel like that is in my DNA. My grandmother was a teacher. My grandfather was a teacher. Teacher of the year in Bakersfield. That is back in, hmm, that's probably the 50s or the 60s. Crazy. But it's in my blood. And I personally love learning about things, absorbing things, uh, watching things, listening, and just like, you know, testing and experimenting and identifying things that help me, that have helped me, and then communicate them to you to the best of my ability so that hopefully they help you as well. And this is actually super motivating for me and encouraging for me to do because I know that if you experience less suffering, if one person experiences a little bit less suffering because of the Father using me as a tool... That means that humanity as a whole is suffering less. Humanity collectively, the human race, is suffering less if you are experiencing a little less suffering. That's really powerful, and that's true. And I would offer to you, my friend, that that is your purpose on this earth. In my beliefs, you are here to be the light of the world, to be the salt of the earth, and to help people through love, through your connection to the Father, to the supernatural being who created you and everyone else, he is using you through love to help alleviate the suffering around you. The suffering of the people who you know, who you come in contact with, your immediate family, the bank teller that you see every other Monday, the grocery clerk, the barista at Starbucks, people at church, the moms and dads at drop-off and pick-up every day, getting back into school, right? This is late summer that I am recording this. So your purpose, my friend, is to take all of your unique experiences and traumas and learnings, right, and skills and insights and desires and values, all of these different things, and to leverage them for the kingdom, which means to love the people around you, right? Really what it comes down to, to love the people around you, which if you do that, it will alleviate some of their suffering and help humanity stop suffering so much. It will decrease the amount of suffering that exists in the human race. And that should be a really powerful thought for you. Maybe it's not. It is for me. It's helpful. And I wasn't expecting to go down that rabbit hole, but here we are. This, this episode is not about any of that, but I'm going to keep going a little bit because I think there's fruit there. Because that is where your fulfillment and purpose lies. When you know that the Father is using you, it's about the Father and the other people, you are just the medium, the tool. The Father is using you, working through you to help other people thrive. And we all have that ability. And that's where we want to be. 
If you didn't listen to the previous episode, the one right before this that I recorded, I highly recommend you listening to that. You listen to that prior to going into this one because I'm going to piggyback off of a lot of the things that I said. In that episode, we talked high level about food and kind of how maybe we should think about it and approach it, right? I talked about this idea that food has two functions, two purposes in our life. One, to build our body. It is literally the building blocks of our entire body, this meat suit that we have. We are not the meat suit. That's a very key distinction. We are the spiritual essence that fills up, that inhabits the meat suit. But the food that we consume, one, builds the meat suit, and two, provides the meat suit with energy. And obviously, we want to be building out of the highest quality materials so that it functions correctly, and we have energy, and we can run, and we can play with our kids, and we can live to be 90, 100, 110, 120. Hmm. Science is going that way, my friends. Longevity is super real. That That is a whole nother podcast we could talk about in the future. But building and fueling your body with high quality ingredients, right? Changing the way that you look at, literally look at and approach food. None of my content, my workbook, my coaching, my Instagram, I'm the whole diet language and dieting kind of habits that our society and the world has as a whole, in in my opinion, needs to be thrown out in the trash. Like dieting should not be a thing. It's just permanently changing your eating patterns, the way that you eat food, the way that you approach food, look at food. And most diets, unfortunately, I talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, are just so extreme and uh, unrealistic that most people will go on them for a month, two months, three months, six months. They'll lose 20, 30, 40, 80, 100 pounds, right? And they'll be super extreme, but it's unsustainable. So then they feel good. They finally look good in the bikini or with their shirt off, or they feel more confident at work or whatever. But then they reach for the donut that one time they haven't reached for in six months. And then they start to slip back into the old eating patterns, right? And then you know, it goes that way and they gain some of the weight back and then, right. And then it goes back and forth and they do this all the time. I constantly hear this. I'm going to start dieting next month. Oh, when January 1st comes along, I'm going to start this new diet. Like, no, 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 no. Why not right now change the way you interface with food? So that's kind of my philosophy. And today I want to offer you another thing to stack on top of what we talked about in that episode, that previous episode that I think will really help let's just say, optimize your physiology, optimize the chemical makeup of your body. Quick pause to shout out one of my favorite clothing companies, Viore. That's V-U-O-R-I. If you know me, you know that I am a sucker for well-fitted, durable, versatile, and stylish clothing. And Viore is just that. And I rock their stuff all the time, whether I'm working out or at the beach or hiking or at church or on a date night with the wife. I feel like I'm constantly wearing Viore. My favorite products right now are their Tuvalu tee, which is probably the best fitting tee I've ever found, uh, their core shorts, and their Ponto performance pants. Viore's goal was to build men's and women's activewear that did not look like activewear, and they certainly achieved that goal. And for listeners of Life Enchanted, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go and get yourself or your loved ones or whoever some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com enchanted. That's V-U-O-R-I 
com slash enchanted. Not only will you get 20% off your first purchase, but you will also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns as well. Just go to vioriclothing.com slash enchanted and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. So what I want to talk about today is intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating is what I like to refer to it as. And most of you have probably heard about this, have seen it. It's become pretty popularized on social media and in the wellness world. And I want to make sure that, yes, like I think that that's a good thing that more people are hearing about it. But I think just understanding the core mechanisms behind it, why it works, why it's helpful, why we should consider doing it, how it helps us, how it changes our body is really helpful right? Like the more you know, the more power you have. And I believe that if you know these things, if you have all the information, it's going to be much easier for you to make hard decisions, right? To be more disciplined. Because like Jocko Willing says, discipline equals freedom, my friends. Discipline equals freedom. You're more disciplined with your food. You're more disciplined with your workout. You're more disciplined with your life. The more freedom you have to, hey, I'm going to have that pizza now. Because I, you know, I have the freedom to. I've been so dang disciplined. This pizza ain't gonna hurt me, right? Or I have the freedom to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to go mountain biking. I've never mountain biked, but I have the freedom to because I've been so disciplined. My body is able to just hop on that mountain bike and go, right? So that's kind of the idea. Build up the discipline so that we have a little bit more freedom and autonomy uh, to to indulge or just to partake spontaneously in things that otherwise require like training and stuff. So time-restricted feeding, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, fasting, all of these things are this pointing to the same thing. Fasting mimicking diet is one of the, there's like all of these different fasting protocols that people are bringing up. But I just want to talk about restricting your eating window. But I first want to just start with the human body. Let's talk macro level about the human body. The human body is diurnal. That is the opposite of nocturnal. That means for half of the day, we are awake during the day, and then we are sleeping at night, the opposite of nocturnal. So theoretically, we're active during the day, we're awake, we're in our awake cycle, we're consuming calories, we're being productive, we're working, etc., etc., and then at night, we're sleeping and repairing and processing and healing and all of this stuff, right? So that is our very, like, basic biological nature, right? Here's the thing. Most of us spend 16 hours a day consuming calories. So from the first calorie we consume when we wake up to the last calorie we consume going to bed is on average 16 hours. Now, I am no mathematician. I did teach high school math for a year. But 16 out of 24 is not half. That is more like two-thirds. Actually, I think it is exactly two-thirds. Yes, divide by yes. Two-thirds, 66% of the time, we are consuming calories. That means that 33% of the time, we are allowing our body to repair and recover and heal. That does not seem adequate in my mind. Like half of the time, we should be replenishing, healing, sleeping, recovering, letting things heal, letting chemicals balance. But we're only giving those processes of our bodies like 30% of our time in the day. That seems like a problem. Okay, again, high level here. Another thing we need to talk about about the human body, not just that it is diurnal and that it's constantly being overloaded with calories, but 
The body is a hybrid machine, my friends. The body is a hybrid machine. So if we talk about a hybrid car, what does that mean? It means the car has two options for fuel. A, it can use gasoline. B, it can use electricity. Hybrid, it can go gasoline for fuel or electricity for fuel. Our body is the same thing, except for gasoline and electricity, we have either sugar or fat. Sugar, meaning carbs, meaning glucose, all of those are interchangeable words for this episode. Again, this is high level, but our body either will use carbs or sugar or glucose, again, all the same thing as fuel, or it will use fat as fuel. This is rad. Check this out. The human body is amazing. The Father God created us very, very intentionally and creatively. It's beautiful. But when we consume carbohydrates, our body prefers to burn those first. If they're available, if both fat and carbohydrates, sugar, are available, it will use the carbs first, right? So most of us are consuming these carbs, uh, whether they're simple carbs or complex carbs, whatever, but we're constantly bringing carbs into our system, right? We're constantly bringing our blood sugar levels because carbs turn into blood sugar. We're constantly using sugar for fuel is what I'm saying. We're constantly spending time in that first category of our hybrid nature, our hybrid machine of using sugar for fuel. But the body also has this completely other metabolic mechanism where it can dip into fat stores for fuel and use fat for fuel. But most of us completely neglect that side of our metabolism. So let's go to the other side of the metabolism, the sugar for fuel. What does that look like? Okay, we consume carbohydrates, sugars, all these different things, right? Whether it's good carbs like sweet potatoes and, you know, fruit and stuff like that, even like some whole grains in there, gluten-free hopefully, um, or, you know, simple carbs too, stuff that's more processed. We're having, you know, whether it's candy bars and breads and pizza and pasta and whatever, right? But we're just throwing this carbohydrates, these carbohydrates into our body. The carbs turn into sugar, which we prefer. And then what does the body do? It releases from the pancreas, right? This, you don't need to know this, but the pancreas releases insulin, okay? So insulin, let's focus there. Insulin, insulin, insulin. When you consume sugar and when your body is in sugar burning mode, insulin comes into play because sugar, my friends, is toxic to your body. So the body knowing this sends in the insulin, the insulin floods the system and it collects the sugar and then shuttles the sugar into our cells for fuel. Okay, it's like, okay, there's lots of sugar here. It's going to kill us if we don't get it mobilized. So all the insulin, go out into the body, grab all the sugar, and then bring it into the cells, and let's process it as fuel. Beautiful. Okay, but what happens if we have a lot of sugar in our blood? It's like, okay, we have plenty of fuel for this moment. Insulin, take that sugar and store it on the body as fat for future use. Okay, so insulin, my friends, is a storage hormone. When insulin is present, you are storing fat. Okay, this is high level. Again, there's nuance, but I just want you to think about that. When insulin is present, aka when you're consuming mass amounts of carbohydrates or just any carbohydrates and insulin is chronically present, you are in storing mode. Again, because the body's like, yo, insulin, use the sugar for fuel now, store the excess as fat, put it on the stomach, put it on the butt, put it on the hips, put it on the arms, put it on the back, right? We're going to store it in these places because in the future, there may be a famine, we may not have adequate food or whatever, and we're going to be able to use that as fuel. 
beautiful, okay? Super rad that the body's able to do that. Here's the problem. Again, most of us never get to the future use part of that equation. We stay in storage mode, okay? We're constantly consuming carbohydrates in excess, and we're not moving a lot. We're not working out, right? We're not using a lot of the fuel that we are, we are consuming, so our body's just in constant, constant storage mode. 16 hours a day, insulin is being pumped out to do its thing and collect all this excess and store it on the body as fat for future use, right? So the body's like more insulin, more insulin, more insulin, more insulin, more insulin. Well, what do you think that that leads to? It leads to what is called insulin resistance. The body is pumping out so much insulin for so long. It's been three, four, five decades of just insulin pumping out that the body's like, yo, the insulin ain't working anymore, dude. Like it's not doing what it used to do when I pump out, you know, 10 milligrams or whatever the measurement of it is. Uh, it's not working like it used to. So now I'm going to have to dump out 50 of it to get the same effect. And that's where we start to get insulin resistant, right? And insulin is even more chronically present. And let me tell you, my friends, insulin resistance, look into this, insulin resistance is being directly related to pretty much every single chronic disease that exists on the planet that is destroying the health of mostly Americans, well, the world at large, but America has it bad. So insulin resistance is real, and that is the killer of a lot of Americans. And if you are insulin resistant, which one out of three people right now are insulin resistant, that's pre-diabetic, basically, is what it is. When you are when you show signs of insulin resistance, that means that you are pre-diabetic. One out of three American adults is pre-diabetic, is insulin resistance. That's insane. That is a big number. That means when you're with your two homies or your two friends, and both of them are fit AF, that means you are insulin resistant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. You might be an outlier, but that is a big number, right? So the idea then is to become more insulin sensitive, to start letting your body process through the sugar, let the insulin come down, let the storage hormone come down so that things can balance out naturally and we can then access the future use part of that equation, okay, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want to stay with this insulin resistance because one thing that is super interesting is that there's this other hormone called leptin. Leptin, you might have heard of leptin and ghrelin before, but leptin is the satiety hormone. It determines how full you feel. Check this out. When you are insulin resistant, when insulin doesn't work as well in your body anymore, the same thing is true for leptin, meaning that the more insulin resistant you are, the less your body is able to feel full. Think about that for a second. That is problematic if you are trying to keep your body in shape, right? Or at a certain size, because you never feel full. But it's also been shown that the more insulin sensitive you become, the more leptin sensitive become, the easier it is for you to feel full. So keep that in mind as well. Super powerful and all interrelated again. So let's talk about accessing fat for fuel. What happens is that as you start to limit your eating window, confine your eating window, as you move that 16-hour average to call it 10 hours, 12 hours, 8 hours, whatever, your body runs out of the glucose that's available, 
right? And the glycogen that's stored in the liver and the muscles basically runs out of the sugar that's available. So it's like, yo, hey man, or hey woman, we uh, have no fuel. What should we do? We've had fuel our entire lives for all these decades. Let's find some new ways to, pr- to provide fuel. So it goes into the body and starts to dine in. That's what my coach tells me. She's When she's fasting, she's dining in, which I think is a helpful language to put to that, right? And it's, it's I think, motivating as well. Like, okay, take some off the butt, take some off the hips, take some off wherever, my belly, my back. Use that for fuel. Dine in, body, because the body finally is able to say, okay, sugar is not available. We are going to have to explore different options. What do we have? Oh, yeah, we've been storing all this fat on the body to eat at some point, but we've never had a chance to sit down at the table and actually eat because we ha- we're so busy with the sugar, right? But now we finally have the ability to sit down and dig in on these fat stores that we have established over such a long period of time, okay? But with that here's what's going to happen. You're probably going to feel like crap for a couple weeks because again, there's been decades of you programming these metabolic pathways of you using carbs and sugar and uh, and glucose, right? To have fuel that your body is so used to, your body wants to be efficient. You've done this for so long that it, I mean, these pathways are just completely ingrained into your physiology, right? So carving new pathways, telling it to do new things, to become efficient at doing different things is going to be difficult and you're going to go through withdrawals. The body likes its sugar. You've made sure of that, right? It's addicted to the sugar. It's addicted to that feeling, to the carbohydrates. You're going to have to switch things up. So as you start doing this, it is going to, for the first maybe week or two, you might feel like crap and that's okay. You will get over that hump. And by the way, I should say right now, this podcast is for informational purposes only. I am not a doctor. I do not play one on the internet. If you are thinking about making any sudden lifestyle, diet, or behavior changes, you should absolutely 100% consult your physician prior to doing so. I am just giving you information. Anywho, your body will start to become more fat adapted. If you are in the wellness world at all, listen to podcasts and stuff like that, you're probably hearing those words fat adapted or metabolically fit or metabolically flexible. Those are all the same thing, meaning that your body just has the ability to like, oh, we got some sweet potato carbs over here. I can use those. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to burn those feeling good. Oh, no more sugar is present. I'm going to switch over here to some fat, grab a little of that off the butt. Boom, boom, boom. You're metabolically flexible. Your metabolism is able to switch back and forth between its hybrid nature at ease efficiently, and you're able to keep the engine going, right? As opposed to the opposite of that, which would be like, I only can use sugar. Oh no, what have you done? It's a struggle for me to convert fat into this, this, right? Okay. Fun fact, 88% of Americans are not metabolically flexible. 88% of Americans are not fat adapted. 88% of Americans are not metabolically fit, meaning they are unable to efficiently switch between those two things. Okay. So again, keeping this high level, here is what I found a ton of value in limiting my eating window every day so that my body is able to finally heal and recover and process and balance itself out and really become more fat adapted. So I limit my eating window, meaning from the first time after I wake up, from the first time I consume any calories until the last time I consume any calories is usually anywhere between six to 10 hours a day. 
meaning that I am fasting between 14 hours and 18 hours a day. See the math there? And it fluctuates because I'm not super rigid with it. I kind of know where I'm at and it depends, you know, if I'm traveling, it depends what uh, I did the day before. It depends what day of the week it is. It depends if I'm doing resistance training and weight training that day or if I'm doing cardio versus hit or if I'm just relaxing and hitting the sauna, whatever, right? It all is dependent and I'm kind of just in touch with my body and can feel it. I will tell you this, that I rarely have breakfast. I rarely eat before noon. My personal body just likes that. I find that when I am fasted, because I've done this for five, six years now, and mind you, when I first started fasting, my body, after about three months of doing this, completely started shifting. I mean, it was crazy. My body really responded to this, and that is a whole nother rabbit hole between males and females. Both of our bodies obviously are completely different, especially in regards to hormones, And for women, if you're a woman listening to this, I highly recommend doing a little bit more research about, you know, uh, because this is a stressor, fasting is a stressor, and adding this stressor into your routine, if you already have four kids and you have a full-time job and you're already working out and you're not sleeping well and you're over-caffeinating, this could actually mess things up for you. So definitely consult your physician. Again, uh, there is a woman named Dr. Sarah Gottfried who has a ton of great information about this for women. She just wrote a book called like, I don't know, it's called like Hormones in Women or something like that. Um, But she is super well respected in the community. She has, uh, she's brilliant. I can't remember her education, but I'm pretty sure it's Ivy League. Um, And she just has a wealth of information for women in regards to this entire topic. So I would go there next. If you are curious about this and you are a female, I would go uh, look into her content and her books. It's Sarah, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, G-O-T-T-R, sorry, G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D, E-I-D, one of those two. You'll find her. Anywho, being able to be metabolically fit and be able to use fat for fuel. I have personally found that when I am fasting, when I am in that window in which I am not eating and I'm just having either black coffee or water, my mental clarity is on point. My energy is on point. I'm definitely a little bit more uppity, a little bit more stressed is maybe a little bit too strong of a word. Um, but I'm like locked in. I love coaching when I'm fasted. I love podcast interviews when I'm fasted. I'm fasted right now as I'm saying this to you at 1030 AM on a Monday, right? Like I just love being fasted because I, I feel like my brain and my body are just kind of firing on all cylinders. Okay. And you will start to experience that too, but you can play with your eating windows. You can absolutely have breakfast like I know that Tom Bilyeu, this guy in the wellness space and kind of a thought leader currently, he eats from like 11 to 1 p.m. He has like a two-hour window. Okay, so there's all sorts of variations. But what you don't do is start out super extreme. What you do do is say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do 12 hours. I'm just going to do a 12-hour eating window. Actually, I'm going to do that for these next two weeks, just 12-hour eating window. Then I'm going to take it down to a 10-hour eating window and see how I feel. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to experiment with twice a week doing an eight-hour window, right? And you slowly train your body to carve these new pathways and make these new grooves that make it easier for you, right? And as you start to do this, my friends, as you start to build your body 
80% of the time with clean ingredients and fuel your body 80% of the time with clean ingredients and you start limiting your eating window 80% of the time, if you start doing this, your body is going to start to change drastically. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in a month. Give yourself 60 days, two to three months of this, and you're really going to start being like, whoa, I actually look different in the mirror. I'm experiencing different energy. The body takes a while, right, to, to change things. Again, it's been decades of establishing these things we are trying to fix. Don't expect the app or the pill or the program to work overnight. That is that is not a thing, okay? That is not sustainable. But dedicating yourself to these principles of this is how I relate to food. These are my patterns in which I eat. This is what I can do long term. This is what works for me. As you start to build this new identity around your body and how you approach the food that you are consuming, things will start changing. Things will start changing, my friend. I promise you. It's hard work, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. You are here to thrive, right? You are here to thrive and to be the light that you are. I love Jesus in John 10.10 when he says, the reason that I have come, this is Jesus. He says, the reason I have come is that you may have life to abundance. Life to abundance. I want the same thing for you too, my friend. I would love to coach with you, work with you one-on-one. This is the stuff that my program addresses, whether you have physical health goals, mental health goals, vocational goals, relational goals. My program helps you get to where you want to go. I would love to work with you. I would love to spend time with you, get to know you, understand who you are, what your story is, and what your beautiful future looks like, and how we are going to get there together. If you're interested, holler at me, find me on social media, at nick.carlisle on Instagram. You can send me an email, nick at mylifeenchanted.com. If you found any value in this episode or in any other of my episodes, please consider sharing this or maybe writing a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening to. I need y'all to help me grow this thing. And I appreciate you and I love you. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Peace. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the music heard throughout this episode. Also, a big shout out to Capital Floats, aka my favorite sensory deprivation and float tank facility in Northern California. I'm a frequent user there, and the experience is always transformative to say the least. If you're interested in floating and live in Northern Cal, make sure you use promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout on their website. You'll save a whopping 40% off your first float, and you will not find that deal anywhere else. Also, in regards to some of the content shared in these episodes, make sure you always consult your doctor before making any sudden diet or lifestyle changes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can find me on Instagram at nick.carlisle or send me an email nick at mylifeenchanted.com. 